When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, and welcome to the Browns pregame, any given Sunday pregame show. We are talking hate on those rat birds today. I'm John, this is Steve, and we are live. We are getting pumped, as you are, for this big showdown between these two teams in the AFC North. How are you this morning, Steve? I'm doing great. Game day, baby. Uh, Well, we were just talking off the air about Ravens hate because I kind of went uh, off a little bit on my Johnny Cleveland podcast last as you night should. I, as I should. <laughs> and so Steve and I come from the kind of the same cloth as far as uh, we're, you know, like many of you Browns fans in our take on the Ravens because they basically stole our team. And I've had other conversations with other Browns fans and some young, some our age and just had some variety of takes. Some of them I just don't understand. And it got me really frustrated when I was talking last night, but um, Steve, I mean, basically I've said this all along that, you know, the, the, the reason that this game and, and, and playing against the Ratbirds is so, so uh, more emotional than most is because this team, Art Modell, the owner of the, formerly the Browns took the team to Baltimore and they, and they went off and won a Super Bowl two years later. Uh, there's just, and you know, Art Modell got rid of Jim Brown, got rid of Paul Brown. So there's just a lot of Ozzie Newsome ended up going over there running the team, which we all love Ozzie, but it was just, you know, there's just a lot of a lot of hate. What's your uh, you have a lot of backstory on this? I know you were just talking about how you uh, you were Browns backers president way back when, and you would be getting emails from the city of Cleveland and th- these takes about how you know Art Modell was not you know he 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 had to do what he did, uh, or some folks think that, and I'm like no, he didn't. So I don't know what what's your whole take on the Ratbirds in Baltimore before well, we talk about the game. Pre- it all could have been prevented. Um... Baltimore could have got the expansion team and Cleveland could have stayed. Art Meldell is, was a terrible businessman. I mean, this is back in the day where NFL owners had other million dollar businesses. Art Modell right. made the mistake of making the Browns his business, which is not a good model. <laughs> no. So yeah. And, and, you know, the city did everything they could to keep him and yeah. he was determined to move. Uh, you know, news leaked out in the uh, preseason before the draft, before uh, the NFL uh, official season started. And he kept telling reporters, no, 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 that's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. And that was a bunch <laughs> of crap. He knew he was going. I remember watching the damn news conference from Baltimore parking lot on yes. ESPN. Oh, I got yes. so pissed. I almost threw something at my TV. Because somebody up there goes, Baltimore Browns. And I went, no way. He did actually (laughs) want to take all the Browns history with it. 
like the oh, Titans it, did with uh, yes. the Houston Oilers. And I'm sorry, Jim Brown is not the all-time leading rusher of the Baltimore Ravens. And no. that really hacked off a lot of people. <laughs> Oh my and God, the reason yes. that a lot of Browns backers clubs, I've mentioned this before, has the uh, a brownie elf somewhere on their T-shirts is because Art Modell hated that elf. He was determined to get rid of it. I know. Like we're talking about the elf. Like we all these things now, you know, that we associate with the Browns. Art Modell was just such anti that all of it. And just I just angers me every time I read stuff about him and po- yeah. the great Paul Brown. And what he, how he talked to, you know, Jim Brown and uh, just stuff that you, I, I can't get rid of. And, and people that are, and I think it's just a fan base that, especially the younger fans that are Browns, they just don't know the history and understand really what was going on. And um, it's just frustrating. And now, you know, we've had this organization, everybody talks about Baltimore and out in the national media more positively. Um, they've won a Super Bowl. They've, you know, and it's just it's just hard as a Browns fan growing up, you know, having that team stolen from us. Um, you know, that '95 season. You know, you think about that whole stretch. That's the other part of this is that that those teams that the Browns had from the mid '80s through the through the mid '90s, when before they got ripped out of town in '95, were really good. And yeah, at '95, some playoffs in '94. Yeah, the '95 and won a playoff enough. game at home. The last time yes. they had a playoff game at home that they won. I mean, come on. The '95 season, I want to say they got off to like a five and one or they were four and one, one. Start, four and one, four and, and one when the news yeah. hit. Yeah, they it was just demolished Tampa Bay. Yes, and yeah, and and it was like all right, and then all of a sudden, it some reporter got wind of it. And when I had just moved what? out to Kansas at that point in the early nineties and was living out there in Wichita and just, I, you know, you know how this is and all Browns fans who lived back then, you know, this is 30 years ago, but I mean, it was heartache. I mean, knowing that you weren't going to have a team for the next three, at that point, we didn't know how long it would be. Uh, and no, you know, we didn't. didn't No, And that was the other part. Like, are we, is our franchise gone? And, you know, we got the team back in 99 and everybody was excited, but then the NFL screwed us over with all that. Um, so sure did. <laughs> we've never been able to get out of the damn hole because the NFL, you know, messed around and Art Modell messed around and, and uh, thus, thus why we have this hate. So I'm never, I won't ever forgive that the, the, the late Art Modell. Um, I've heard stories of people that know, knew him personally and that he was, a, he was a real Jack. Um, and, a lot of folks just, you know, he was just not a very nice guy. Um, no, he wasn't. So no, he I, wasn't. I, I don't, um, uh, I don't have a lot of respect for him or that franchise. And uh, so let's talk about this game today because uh, we go into on. this game. We are, yeah, we're, we're pretty emotional about it. And that's part of the reason why we, this game, we talk about it a lot, but um, it is one of those games where the Browns really uh, did not play well the first time around for a variety of reasons. Obviously we did not have our starting quarterback today. We do have Deshaun Watson back. All eyes again, will be on him. It was just a week ago that Deshaun, we weren't sure, you know, he, he did decide to come back shoulder looked pretty good. He threw some really nice, nice passes. What are your initial takes on Deshaun and this game? Uh, well, I want to see better footwork. Um, that's why his short and intermediate passes weren't, connecting 
I mean, when he had a chance to establish his feet, you saw the long passes he threw. He was, mm-hmm. I think he only missed two, one to yeah. Goodwin and one to somebody else. And that one, the Goodwin was just, I mean, it was just a little bit off. And he got a concussion on that. Oh, I know. I, he was, oh, that's so, terrible. I watched that on replay. Well, actually it was catchable, but you know, you know when somebody bops you in the head, knocks yeah. you down and you get a yeah. concussion, I can, I can see that. But still, he was, uh, he's very good at throwing the ball deep. Uh, mm-hmm. Always has been. Uh, mm-hmm. The two games he's played, full games. I'm not going to count the Colts game. Yeah, he's uh, like passing for 73 percent, 508 yards, quarterback rating of over 100, and uh, four touchdowns, uh, zero interceptions, and that's the key. Uh, today, mm-hmm. the the Browns have to get off to a fast start. Yep, they have to have no turnovers. They got to control the clock. Mm-hmm. and they've got to keep Lamar Jackson in check. The weird thing about the Ravens is they've never trailed in a game this year against a winning team. So I would like to see what would happen if the Browns get ahead of them early uh-huh. and see yeah. how they react. Uh-huh. I like that take. Yeah, I like I, I talked about a, several of those points on my show last night, and um, I agree. I think, you know, it was nice to see that the Browns did not turn the ball over Last week, I think we talked the week before that you know the Browns were already like a plus seventeen or eighteen, and um, they 17. did that in, well, back in twenty seventeen uh, giveaways plus seven. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, and I mean then, minus um, seven. Ugh. Well, I need what I was getting to is that you know back in twenty twenty they had they were uh, only gave away eighteen all season in that playoff yep. season. So yep. it's a very and then I think that the coaching staff has emphasized it a lot more. I talked positively again about a good old steady Eddie, Kevin Stefanski last night. Uh, you know, I, I, you really got to give the guy credit and, and I, you know, he, it's one of those things where they're, they, they this is the second time now that the team has started the year out at five and three. The last time uh, they went to the playoffs and they actually ran, actually they were five and two lost the game settled at five and three. And then they ran off four straight games in that 2020 year when they beat the, uh, the, the Texans, the Eagles, the Jacksonville, and um, uh, the, the big win down down against you guys, against Tennessee, against uh, Hollywood yeah. Higgins, caught a couple passes, and Baker Mayfield was taking pictures um, in that in that in that uh, explosive game. Now remember how that that game went, man. The Browns got off to like a what twenty to, or twenty four to nothing lead or something like that. Uh, it was twenty one to three, and then it was twenty one to three, twenty eight yeah. to three. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. week here in Nashville, all they said, well, you got to stop Nick Chubb. Got to stop Nick Chubb. You stop Nick Chubb, you win. And uh, Stefanski was smart. He put the ball in uh, his quarterback's hands. And before you knew it, it was 28 to 3. And what Baker do you think had... about today? What do you think Kevin's going to – what are you looking for for him? What What are your, your, your well, he's gonna have to. He's going to have to be creative if he's going to run screenplays. I mean, these uh, the two uh, linebackers, Rokon Smith and uh, Patrick Queen, are the best middle linebackers in mm-hmm. the NFL. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, might not see a lot of targets for Nujoku because he's going to have to be kept back to help mm-hmm. these left tack these tackles block. Um, you know, you got James Hudson on the right and uh, Gary and Christian who I did a little deep dive into him. Forty nine games, sixteen starts eight at left tackle and he was with the Washington uh, commanders when uh, Bill Callahan was the offensive line coach. So now you know why the Browns signed him. 
That was gotcha. a Bill Callahan move. So if okay. Bill Callahan likes him, I like him. Yeah. But uh, uh, you, you go back to that first game. They were running the ball. Mm -hmm. I mean, it started with a 25-yard backside, like Joel says, a backside yes. run, and yep. it was called back for a penalty. And the defense on the Ravens' first two possessions held them to a three and out. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, on a second and three, they had a mm -hmm. seven-yard run. DTR mm -hmm. throws a, uh, an interception, play mm -hmm. later, seven to nothing Ravens. You might as well call ball game right then. Yeah. So yeah, they got to avoid that. They yeah. got to avoid that. The one thing yeah. I found interesting, I went back and looked at the Arizona game. Uh, who, have, of all the teams lately, played them tough. They would rush three, drop seven, and keep a spy on Watson. And it seemed to confuse him. I mean, okay. on, on Lamar Jackson. And it seemed to confuse him. Right. So I'm thinking, I don't think uh, Schwartz is going to use a spy. But I think he's going to show something to Baltimore that is not on tape. That they right. haven't seen. Just yeah. so he can kind of confuse Lamar Jackson a little bit. Maybe the defense can take uh, advantage of that. What is the uh, the Browns' um, offensive unit? You know, we've talked a little bit about the screen game. You know, I, I went on a little tangent last night, too, because you you and I have talked about this Browns' run game. And I, I, and I even said that some of our own contributors here on the Fanatical Elves Network, part of Fans First Sports Network, have been a little bit anti-run uh, game, and I and I understand the perspective of you're only getting two or three yards a pop, but some of those comments from some uh, have said, "Well, that's not going to cut it." And I got in, in or that's not going to cut in the NFL. And I went on about how, look, we're five and three; it is cutting it. The you know, I know it's not perfection, and we don't have Nick Chubb, but I think we need to take a step back and just relax on on how. The, the offense is faltering at, at all levels. And I'm like, no, it's really, it's, it's not. And I, I can see the perspective because people are annoyed because they see that Jerome Ford is losing four or five yards on a pop and a run and different things like that. But I don't think that the Browns run game is in that bad of shape. I like I this either. sort of committee. Um, I think toying with, you know, moving the pieces. I, I think Joel mentioned about how, or I think you have too, Steve, about, you know, putting in Pierre strong more in that, first and second down with Kareem and then maybe throwing in Jerome Ford where he can come in on those third down plays, you know, and maybe, uh, you know, be there for screens or draws or something like that. I don't know. So what, where do you, where do you fall on all this today with, and what, what you're going to see today with the Ravens? Do you see the Browns, you know, I mean, they've been averaging about what, 150 yards a game, uh, right? uh 144 yards rushing the Browns have. And so I don't averaging. see, I mean, I know not every team, not every NFL team is doing that. And so I, know. I just I just don't know where this take is coming from fellow Browns fans that are like, well, our, our run game sucks. And I'm like, it really doesn't. Like it you you, well, yeah, you, you, you gotta you, take you, it with a grain of salt. I mean, well, everybody yeah. knows Nick Chubb isn't coming walking through that door, so they're gonna take that instant uh take. But uh running back by committee is can work and is mm -hmm. working. I wanna see Nick Harris in the backfield a lot yeah. today. Uh, I got a feeling Kevin Stefanski may go heavy a lot today. Mm -hmm. You know, two tight ends, Nick Harris in the backfield. Mm -hmm. Let's, I, I'm interesting to see uh, what kind of game he, he calls. What do you think about that. Amari Cooper today? I wrote a little piece on Amari last night. Uh, Mr. I call him Mr. Reliable, Mr. Cooper being Mr. Reliable. 
Uh, just, I think he's having a, another s- splendid season and just have been impressed by his professionalism and how he, you know, he's kind of like that Nick Chubb sort of, you know, he doesn't really, you know, sh- talk a lot about his game. I mean, he, he's just goes about his business. He's got 617 yards, two touchdowns so far this year could have had a third touchdown if the referee had uh, didn't, wasn't blind <laughs> along the sideline, but um, I know he's, he's made some uh, tantalizing catches uh, this season. Again, what are your thoughts on Coop? And will we see a Cooper or are they going to really tie him up? If they tie up David Njoku, will Cooper still get his um, targets? Well, the uh, Marlon Humphrey, their best corner, was questionable. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to see if he's going to play. Um, even if he does play, uh, their corners are gettable. Mm-hmm. They do have great safeties, um, mm-hmm. and they will blitz their safeties. So um, the offensive line is just going to have to have a hell of a game today. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm. Well, let's see what Bill Callahan dials up. Uh, like I said, uh, I want to see Nick Harris in the backfield. Um, yeah. But I think what this is going to come down to, and I just got this stinking feeling that this is going to come down to a special teams play like uh, mm. Browns-Raven games in the past. Well, and let's yeah. just hope the Browns special teams, who are number one in efficiency in the yeah. NFL, and the Ravens usually are very good at special teams. They're middle of the pack. So sure. let, well, let's, we have a punt returner. Right. Named Porsche. Let, let's see what happens on special teams. It may come down to that. Let's take a quick break and we'll come right back. I want to get your final takes on the game. Um, this is the Fanatical Elves Network. This is the Any Given Sunday Browns pregame show. We're talking about the damn Ratbirds today. We'll be right back. And we're back. Did you enjoy those commercials, Steve? I love them. I, I always it. like it. It's fun. It's, it's, you know, we're look, we're a uh, podcasting crew that is growing and by leaps and bounds. And we want to thank you again. We're again, see this morning when I looked, we're about 30 or 40% over what we were doing a month ago. Uh, we're already, we're doing thousands of downloads and that's, oh, thanks to, thank you guys. You know, that's fantastic. right. You know, it, we started this project in April and uh, thanks to fans for sports network um, we are growing and it's, be- and, and it's because of you fans, um, you are following us, finding us, tell your fellow Browns fans about our network. Um, we have young and old on our crew from Steve here to Joel Elliott, uh, Sam and Rod, uh, just bring a variety of takes. Some, Mostly some old. good. Yeah. <laughs> some very opinionated, some biased, but we, we like talking about the Browns like you like talking about the Browns. And so what? Um, Browns yeah. fans are opinionated. Wow. <laughs> Let me write that down. I, I like your take that. off air. Steve was talking about how he's an accountant by day. And he was describing how um, some people that you've worked with have said, well, you're not your, your, your atypical uh, accountant. And uh, you were, <laughs> you said, well, I'm from Cleveland. Is that? <laughs> yes. We have something in our brains, right? Yeah, we're all snarky, Snark, sarcasm, yeah. whatever you want to call it. It's it's up there. <laughs> it is, and that's truly what I I love about being a loyal in uh, this area in Cleveland. And even if you don't live here, or like I live in Columbus right now, but if you're from the land, uh, y- you know you kind of just get it. Now I had this, Steve. I had this in. Take two last night. I'm getting, I'm getting a little annoyed with these. Some uh, there are brown, you know, there are Browns writers out there 
you'd probably be surprised by this, Steve. Ha ha. Um, that <laughs> write about the Browns, but they're not, they're not from here. Um, you don't, you didn't have to grow up here, but they, they, they talk about the Browns in ways that I, I don't think sometimes Browns fans who truly are from here get or understand. And that's what these other f- writers don't. It's just, it gets annoying sometimes because you get these takes from fan, people that are saying that they're Browns writers, but they really don't understand the depth of what they're talking about. Now there are fans like you and like I talked about our uh, Wichita Oz chapter backers in Kansas who, you know, Josh, who's the president ba- over there in that club. He's never, he didn't grow up here in Cleveland, but he's come to Cleveland now several times and he gets it, you know? Um, and that's, it's hard to explain to other people outside uh, that root for other teams in the NFL. I, I mean, the Cleveland fan base is something special. You don't see these sort of uh, fan clubs, these Browns backers clubs, like you have there in Nashville. You don't see these with other teams. I mean, sometimes I'll see like green Bay organizations and maybe some Pittsburgh organizations, what Dallas? Well, Dallas fans are scattered. Are there any other fan bases that you know of, Steve? That like have such oh, a sure, sure. I have there a, are, yeah. a Packer client who started the Green Bay Packer. Yeah, the Packers. Packers. Uh, yeah, of course. There's Steeler fans who are annoying yep. as hell. Uh, there's a big Viking group here, which is oh, okay. Shocking. Um, yeah, before the Titans moved here, uh, the mayor at the time, Bill Bredesen, uh, put a call out to uh, fans of other teams. Yeah. Uh, and we met down at his office, um, a bunch oh. of different leaders of the, of the different uh, booster groups. Yeah. And he wanted to get our feedback. Um, you know, what kind, you know, will opposing fans travel to Nashville? Mm. And I said, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a day's drive for Browns fans. They will be here right. in force. And I went, you yes. might not want that, but they will be here in force. <laughs> And he laughed, and I said, of course, Pittsburgh will travel. I said, yes. Raider fans will travel. Bears fans will travel. Everybody will want to come to Nashville. Maybe a lot of them will want to stay Dude, the like, weekend and take yeah. in the bars and the and the music scene. He, I go, yeah, you bring the you bring an NFL team here. You're gonna you're gonna make some money on the weekends. Well, I've just always cherished those moments when the 25 years I live in Kansas to to know that you could go to a sports bar in the middle of nowhere in the middle of Kansas and there'd be 30 or 40 fellow Browns oh, backers yeah. who'd be sitting there around the table watching the game. And it's just something special and unique about that. You don't find it everywhere in the league. Now, like you said, there are other organizations like Green Bay and Minnesota that, that, that do have uh, fan clubs, but um it's it is something special. So, um, tonight's game again. It's we're all going to be on pins and needles, waiting to kind of see how things get off. It's very important, like you said earlier, that the the team does not get off to a rough start, like they did, for example, against Pittsburgh when Deshaun Watson threw an interception uh, to run it back and put the Browns in an immediate hole. Um, yep. Can't that can't happen? No. Um, where where do you th- your final sort of thoughts takes on where this leads? Do you are you predicting a Browns win or do you want or you want to hold off on your prediction? Uh, I don't I don't I don't do predictions. It's bad karma, but uh, they can win. Um, they're saying the right things. It looks like they have the right mm-hmm. mindset. Um, it all depends on two things: uh, the offensive line has got to step up and play their mm-hmm. best game. Well, three mm-hmm. things: Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see if he continues uh, what he did against the Cardinals. And uh, on defense, 
let's see what Jim Schwartz dials up. I just have a feeling he's going to show something he's never shown before uh, this season. And it's going to predicting a pick Lamar six. Jackson. Well, yeah, I'm pre- Lamar has yeah. averaged a fumble again. So yeah. Or Miles getting a strip sack. Yeah. That yeah. went well, like he did yeah. in uh, 2021 well, did, did you see, when he strip sacked touchdown before half done. That's right. Yeah. Did you see the um, comments after that mile when they followed Miles Garrett around the audio? And oh yeah, I've how, seen it. How yeah. his uh, fellow was Obi Wan Kenobi ta- uh, said he tackled him by mistake or something. I thought that yeah. was funny. Yeah, very good. No, I th- you know I think that's a very important part to this Browns team this year. Is there a conversation about Miles Garrett? Because I really you know sense more than any other year that he's been with the team that he's having fun, and he knows he's got a group of guys that he's close to. And they've talked about that a lot. And then at that, at the end of that game, you know, he's sprinting off the field saying, I got to go to a Cavs game because he's now he's a minority owner of the Cavs. And so I, I like the fact that he's building his, you know, sort of his uh, what's the word I'm uh, brand. Yeah. His brand. And, and he really is fallen for, for Cleveland. And I think that's yeah. a really great thing for this team. And I, you know, moving forward and we're getting to the halfway point. I, I like that. I like our odds when you know that you have a player like Miles Garrett who's all in. And that doesn't always happen. And we've been without Miles for a variety of reasons, um, including a suspension at the end of the 2019 year. So um, what are your thoughts about Miles before we let you go today? Um, he's more focused on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, not individual awards. Uh, he realizes he's got talent around him and uh, the individual awards will come. He's not worried about it. He just wants to win. And yeah. it sounds like he wants to stay in Cleveland long term, yeah. which is fine by me. And if they want to sign incredible him to the Cavs talent. team, <laughs> I, or I'd let 10 him day contract. I get rid of JB Bickerstaff in a, in a in a second to bring in somebody else to coach that Cavs team because the Cavs aren't going anywhere with JB. Anyway, that's that, that's for another conversation. Um, hey, they're two and zero versus Golden State. I'm well, like, that's that that's good, but I'm not giving JB any credit. Believe me, I know I have some oh, inside. Okay. All right, I, I have some inside information that I know that goes on in at, with, with the with the Cavs, and I'm just I've been saying it for about three years now that JB is just a terrible coach um so uh, i am going to predict that the browns are going to win this game 27 26 uh in a nail biter and i think it's going to be a winning kick by dustin hopkins kind of uh, reminiscent of phil dawson uh in those those great games in the past so uh steve uh, thank you so much for being on the show today and we'll hopefully we're gonna have some sort of post game and it's going to be a victory victory post game uh, we'll be talking to you after all of our blood pressures have uh, gone down. Um, make sure to follow us on Apple, Spotify, if you're listening to us. Also, today, if you are on social media, especially on the X or Twitter, make sure to um, follow and re, re, uh, repost our, um, what do we call it, the, the Browns uh, follow train. Uh, we put that out there this morning. We've we've already added about ten followers. So thank you yep. so much. We're that's how we build our brand, and you can spread the love, spread the word about us, our our fanatical elves podcast. Steve, have a great night. Go Browns.
Go Browns. Here's that funky music. Boom, ba-dum, boom, boom, boom.